Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for gathering us here on this wonderful night. We ask that we would be filled with your spirit, the spirit of love, the spirit of joy, the spirit of Christmas, now and forever. Amen. Meli Kalikimaka. According to the song, that's the Hawaiian way to say Merry Christmas. Don't quote me on that. I don't know if it's true, but that's what the song says. And I should know this because this past summer, my wife and I spent our 25th wedding anniversary in Hawaii. It's a trip of a lifetime. And it was absolutely horrible. <laughs> it started off, we had to get a COVID test, of course, because, you know, anytime you leave, well, your house, you have to have a COVID test these days. And so we take this 10-hour flight. Well, five hours to L.A., five hours to Maui. And the last leg of the trip, my wife had the joy of having a three-year-old kicking her seat the entire time. And then we got there to the beautiful land of Maui, only after 10 hours of travel to stand in line for two hours while they verified whether or not everyone who had exited the plane had actually been tested and their test was valid. Welcome to Hawaii. And so we finally got a taxi and uh, paid 100 bucks to get to our hotel. And did you know that half of Maui is dead most of the year? It's like you're driving through and it looks like winter time in, well, places that have winter, not here, but you know other places where things turn brown in the winter. But then we got to the part where we were, and it was nice. You know, it was actually green in that area. And, you know, everything was lovely for the most part. You know, the beaches weren't exactly beaches. You know, there were rocks all over them and stuff. And we did go snorkeling, but our trip got cut short because one of the people with us hit his face on his kayak. And, you know, blood in the water and sharks, you know, the whole nine yards. So we had to get out. <laughs> and then after a few days in, in Maui, we went to Honolulu. Now, if you've ever been to either of these places, imagine going from Fripp Island to Myrtle Beach, because that's what it's like. And it was kind of nasty, you know, um, it was a big city. And so we get there and we have to wait in line for another hour to get our hotel room because apparently everyone in the continental United States went to the Hilton in Honolulu that day to check in. And then we get our, to our room, and it's two double beds, which is exactly how I wanted to spend my 25th wedding anniversary <laughs> waving at my wife from across the room. <laughs> so, you know, we, we go through all that, and we have to go on hikes and stuff with bugs and gnats and, you know, nearly dying climbing volcanoes and, and all that. And then, then it was finally time to go home, and so we boarded a plane, and it was a 23-hour trip because of the six-hour layover over in L.A., which everything's closed in the airport in L.A. because of COVID, and, you know, you're wearing a mask the whole time, and so we finally got home. And, you know, at this point, you're probably, like, thinking, wow, that was horrible. I can't believe that he had to endure that trip. And you would be absolutely wrong. Actually, it was a <laughs> fabulous trip, but the truth is, we, there were plenty of inconveniences along the way on that trip, you know, because that's life, right? And life is filled with inconveniences. 
But somewhere along the way these days, we've decided that the absolute worst thing that can happen to us is to be inconvenienced. And the worst sin that you can commit against someone else is to inconvenience them. I mean, just the other day, I had the audacity to slow down, turn on my turn signal, and turn into my neighborhood. Oh my gosh, the lady behind me, um, she told me that I was the best driver, at least the number one driver uh, <laughs> that she'd ever seen. And she was laying on her horn because I guess I had inconvenienced her by slowing down. But... These days, you know, as we try to combat COVID, we're being infected with, with our inconveniences, you know? It's infecting our heart and our spirit and our joy. I mean, you know, and let's be honest, there are a lot of inconveniences going on, right? I mean, first there was a whole toilet paper thing. That truly was very inconvenient. <laughs> but, but then, you know closing everything down and having to work from home and some people had to deal with their kids at home and depending on your kids that could have been really inconvenient and you know but then I mean as far as church you know preaching to an empty room for months and months and months and, and then not seeing people you know last Christmas while we had COVID that was pretty inconvenient but I mean how many we didn't get to see our families and then just when it looks like things are getting better it comes back around and then, oh my gosh, we have to wear masks. There is nothing more inconvenient than wearing a mask, especially if you wear glasses. I mean, I've been walking around in a fog for two years. <laughs> and, and, and so, I mean, but, but that's just one thing. I mean, then we have all of the other inconveniences of life. I mean, we live in Lexington, most of us. There's a little bit of traffic around. I don't know if you're aware of that. Very inconvenient. I mean, the the... The things on television are not on when they need to be or there's too many commercials. Inconvenient. There's all these things that are wasting our time that are just inconvenient to us. And, and it makes us angry. It disappoints us. It's frustrating. I mean, let's be honest. Christmas in and of itself is pretty darn inconvenient. I mean, yeah, we can kind of plan for it. It does show up the same time every year. But still, I mean, it, it messes with our schedule every year, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know about you, but I kind of have things set out the way that they go each time. But then all of a sudden there's parties thrown in and, and then things are closed and then there's more traffic and there's shopping and there's all these extra things that we got to do. And it's just inconvenient, isn't it? But I got to tell you, in comparison to the people that were involved in the first Christmas, it's not that inconvenient for us. Because you want to talk an inconvenience. Starts with Mary. Okay? She was engaged, a young girl. And back then, as weird as it sounds now, she was probably about 13. But that was the culture back then. So, you know, she has Bridal Magazine and she's planning out exactly what, what her wedding's going to be like and, and what her dress is going to wear and how the party's going to be. And then all of a sudden, an angel shows up to her and says, Guess what? You're pregnant. What? That's not how it's supposed to work, you know? Literally, that's not how it's supposed to work. You know? And, and not only was she carrying God's child, but she was carrying a child, and she wasn't married. And this could have not only been a disappointment in her culture, it could have been deadly for her. Not the way things had been planned. And then here's Joseph. 
Speaking of inconvenient, he finds out that his fiance is pregnant by, and he knows it ain't his. But an angel of the Lord says to him, don't worry, it's God's baby. This is how it's supposed to be. Well, you know, you've got to wonder. Okay, it's the way God planned it, but you know it wasn't the way Joseph planned it. That's not how he envisioned his life to turn out. And let's be honest, I was talking to, to Glenn Howard before the service. We don't know how his life turned out. Talk about inconvenient. He pretty much gets ghosted from the rest of the Bible after this, right? We don't even know what happened to him. That's pretty inconvenient. But then you have the shepherds who were the star of the story on Christmas Eve. Here they are out keeping the watch over their flock by night. You know what that means? Their day was over. They were just resting. They were trying to sleep. And all of a sudden these angels showed up and scared the bejesus out of them. It says they were terrified. That's pretty darned inconvenient. They're trying to sleep. And then an angel shows up and announces to them this incredible news. You know, their reaction could have been one of two ways, right? Okay, we're crazy and thanks for waking us up. But that wasn't their reaction. They didn't care about the inconvenience that they were enduring. All they cared about was what had happened. And they responded. You see, dear friends, the reality is our faith is inconvenient. Because we have a God who encounters our lives and changes our lives and calls us to do things that are maybe not what we had planned, right? I mean, for one, we're called to be out here at 7 o'clock on Christmas Eve or wake up at or a little earlier on Sunday mornings. We're called to give some of our money to help other people out. We're called to spend our time and our energy in ministry. We're called to treat other people differently than they treat us. We're called to accept the unaccepted, forgive the unforgivable, and love the unlovable. And that, my friends, is extremely inconvenient, isn't it? But here's the truth. This is the good news of great joy that you and I have come here to celebrate. And this is why we are able to look past those inconveniences. Because you see, that baby born in a manger all those years ago, that baby grew up. And he, and he went throughout the land teaching and preaching, healing, casting out demons. And then that same baby who grew up gave his life on account of the world that didn't accept him. On the count of all of our sinfulness, all of our selfishness, all the fact that we are so busy whining about the fact that we've been inconvenienced that we can't bother to respond to the gift of grace, love, mercy, and salvation that we've received. That's why this day is so special. Yes, a baby was born, and that's always special. But that baby saved the world. It was good news for great joy for all the people. Not just the rich people, 
Not just the good people, not just those people over there, people that look like that. Good news, great joy for all the people. All the inconvenienced people in the world. And therefore, my friends, you and I are called to respond. To respond to that good news of great joy. Look, the shepherds didn't just sit back and go back to sleep. It was such great news that they had to do something. They got up and they ran to that stable. And there they went and they, they exclaimed what they had heard. And then they came back and they proclaimed what they had seen. That's what you and I are called to do. We have been inconvenienced by the birth of Christ. We have been inconvenienced by the encounter of our Savior. And therefore, we're called to respond. We're called to exclaim it around us. And we're called to proclaim it in word and deed to all the world. Because our Savior has been born. He has come to save us all. And that is the good news of great joy for all people. Amen. Merry Christmas.